0: Happen to good people when you step into the ring with Brock Lesnar. Who is Brock Lesnar? I'm an ass kicking son of a. B- I don't respect anybody. I don't care what people think about me. I could give two sh- who I piss off throughout my entire day. Alright? I came back to the company because I want to be a WWE champion again. I don't give a. Who's in my way? As long as I get the pure satisfaction of getting my hands on my opponent and making him feel my pain, that's what makes me happy. If you want to wrap your head around my world, then you have to understand one thing. I enjoy hurting people. that has been put in front of Brock Lesnar. I conquer, I defeat, I win when I have to win. Now, I'm coming off the, the biggest win of my career in the WWE. I just beat The Undertaker.
1: Two decades of dominance, the greatest streak ever is over.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, I knew I was going to beat The Undertaker. Everybody knew I was going to beat The Undertaker. They just didn't want to believe it. For God's sakes, why wouldn't Brock Lesnar be able to beat The Undertaker? Because he's some mythical god? It's not rocket science, people. Why wouldn't Brock Lesnar be able to beat The Undertaker? Why can't Brock Lesnar beat John Cena at SummerSlam?
1: Cena's on the top of the ladder! Cena for the championship! John Cena is a 15-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You're going to ask probably a lot of questions about a lot of accomplishments I've, I've had. I would much rather not talk about myself, my successes. That's... I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. But I think the reason why I am where I'm at is because I don't do anything but look forward I see what's in front of me that's it Brock Lesnar he's easily the most difficult person I've ever been in the ring with he's also the most gifted athlete I've ever seen his height his weight his strength his mobility his agility his endurance his mean streak the good news for me is I've been in the ring with Brock Lesnar and I know what I know what I'm in store for
0: I'm going to rip John Cena limb from limb and it's going to be, it's going to be ugly people.
1: It is and will be the toughest match of my life. You know, Paul Heyman went out uh, a few weeks ago and said, I'm in
0: for the beating of a lifetime.
1: That's like going out and saying the sun will come up tomorrow. Of course, I know that. I know that. But I also know what it takes to beat him.
0: John Cena, you are going to be hurt.
1: Come get some. Beaten. Beaten. Come get some.
0: Victimized.
1: Come get some. Conquered. Come get some. Forty men have been able to say that they were champion. One beast has defeated
0: the streak. I want to be the one that beat the one. I left this company, went out and made a name for myself. I came back to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. But if I would have stayed here, There would be no such thing as John Cena. Nobody would know who John Cena is. He'd have been buying boxes of Fruity Pebbles and eating them at home, instead of getting paid to eat them.
1: Brock Lesnar left at the right time, because if he had stayed there'd be no Brock Lesnar. He left, he found something he was extremely successful at, where he could have one fight every so often, and now comes back for one fight every so often. He's a mercenary. He's a hired gun that works for money period. I speak very passionately about this because I love this company. And for 12 years I have dedicated my life to this company. 12 years, every show, all the time. I'm not going in to lose, I'm going in to win. That 300 pound gorilla has no passion for anything but himself. He is big. He is strong, but what separates me from him, Jack, is heart. And when the chips are down, he may beat the hell out of me, but he's gonna have to beat every last breath out of this body because I'm headed to SummerSlam champion and I'm walking out with this son of a
0: I'm gonna rip John Cena apart at SummerSlam and then I'm gonna stand before him holding the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with pride. I'm gonna leave him in a pile of blood and urine and vomit.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 92 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me is my good friend
3: and yours, Mr. Chris Hill. Thank you very much for making yet another appearance here on the show. Um, I'm starting to feel slightly more regular now, I have to say. Well, you've been in the last three episodes. Been in the last three episodes. That must be some sort of record for me at this point, <laughs> but... A record of consistency. Yes, I'm very consistent. The streak streak is alive. The streak is alive and well. I'm three and bow. (laughs) I'm three and bow right now. But uh, yeah, it's all about streaks at the moment, it seems. I know, there's hardly any streaks going are on. Are these at all. streaks alive anymore? I mean,
2: there may be some streaks in somebody's underpants after this pay per view, needless <laughs> to say, but yes. uh, we will get on to that. <laughs> we are going to talk about today, everybody, the uh, WWE pay per view SummerSlam that uh, just happened live from Los Angeles, California, uh, last. Night, We're going to give our review of the actual pay per view of them. You know, what did we think of the matches? What did we think of the outcomes? What did we think things are going to happen going forward? All that sort of stuff. Uh, we decided to do this. Uh, we did say in the last episode that we were uh, going to aim to do a Last of Us uh, discussion, sort of roundtable thing with uh, our co host Mikey. Uh, but uh, I needed a little longer to complete the game. Indeed, you did. And okay. I even
3: completed that game before Alan. Now, I don't know anyone. if anyone knows Alan. <laughs> he's extremely good with games, and I am not. <laughs> but even I had that game completed before Alan, like three days. So what I, was really I will, will I ever
2: say, what I will
3: <laughs> counter-argue yeah. with, is the fact that you just blitzed through the game oh no I was collecting story. I was collecting oh, no, 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 coins no, no, no. no you weren't yeah, coins there's not parts, even coins to collect parts for my weapons upgrades that's what I was after I know but that's not what you collect. <laughs> well but nonetheless there it. was so actually a major have, plot point that you revealed and I was like what because <laughs> I completely missed it we can <laughs> uh,
2: discuss that in that episode anyway that we'll try and have that as our next episode then within the next fortnight or so from this show But uh, we'll get stuck straight into things here and uh, discuss SummerSlam. Now, we're not going to discuss the uh, pre-show RVD versus Cesaro simply because we haven't watched it. And I think if we were to watch it, we'd just get a wee bit depressed. Yeah. The way things have gone with Cesaro. Um, You were saying just before we came on the air that it just seems like they're
3: liking to uh, always at least have somebody to troll us with. Yeah, it just seems like they like to kind of single out somebody that the so-called you know smart fans like and of course we all um are behind cesaro at the moment and it just seems like they're content on our intent excuse me on just i hate using the term berry but it just seems like that's what they're doing
2: it's just uh it's just vince and his uh infinite years of wisdom
3: decides to you know do you turn on guys? Or know? maybe we're just all a bit paranoid, and it's just a case of you know, creative not having anything for Cesaro right now, and he just doesn't feature into the plans. Sure, you know, yeah.
2: four months ago at Mania, it was rumored
3: that it was going to be Cesaro versus Lesnar. I know. And, you yeah, know, at thirty-one and all, and so that, whenever, that looks well
2: out the window now. Yeah, just
3: can't catch a break at the moment, and you know, to lose to someone like Van Dam, who not really doing who, it. And the thing is, huge amount. Van, this, that was meant to be the end of Van Dam's run. So that's how they ended on a pre-show, with a victory over Cesaro? Yeah, wow.
2: the, the guy leaving is usually always the one that goes out with yeah. the victory,
3: so... I can't say it's particularly uh, you know, surprising, to be honest, at the moment. But
2: but I think that's probably the main reason why we didn't want to watch the pre-show, because we kind of knew, fine rightly, oh, Cesaro will lose. But uh, on to the opener of the show for the night. And that was Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. And my goodness, I think this was actually quite a decent uh opening match it
3: was a pleasant surprise you know the miz the last while has really struggled to capture my attention i would Mm -hmm. say um but then of course they finally decided to do a switcheroo they turned him heel and um you know i think it's worked wonders for him he's certainly you know there's actually a bit of substance behind his character now as opposed to just being this kind of floundering baby face which is what it was um and you know Dolph Ziggler of course you know you can't really say much more about him everyone's a fan of Dolph Ziggler he's a workhorse um, always produces and um, you know for for me you can always see like the passion in Ziggler like he wants to succeed Mm -hmm. and um, you can really notice that in all his his work I think but yeah I really enjoyed this match and of course a very unexpected outcome I think you would say Two guys from
2: the same town as well, because Dolph may be Billed from Hollywood, California. He's from Hollywood, Florida, he's Billed. Sorry, not California, Florida. Um, But him and uh, Miz are both from Ohio, so... Mm. um, so So's Ambrose. A lot of um, Ohio natives then on WWE at the moment. Um, As we were joking last night, it's the guy Flair wants to manage, and the guy WWE wants Flair to manage, and it's
3: just... Like I don't know, you just look at Ziggler and you're like, that guy would be the perfect fit to go with. But this Flair. is the
2: thing; it makes you think. How much can you believe these dirt sheets nowadays? Well, I like to take around with a pinch of when salt. There's in. been the whole build up to this has been, oh, WWE doesn't want to put anybody with Ziggler because they don't have any plans for him. Yeah. They just put the IC belt on him last night. Yeah. You know, Ziggler picked up the victory in this match to our great shock. Yeah. I really went I mean, into this night You thinking, got out of your seat and celebrated. That's it, it, how shocking it, it, this was. <laughs> it, got, it literally got me out of my seat. And yeah. that takes something to do. Actually, got you up on going. I was out of my seat twice this season. Yeah, and that's I was true, in both that's opening true. matches.
3: I dare say I would have been had I not been in some other kind of plant because the time that we have to watch these shows over here. But um, <laughs> no, this was a rewarding match. And there There's some
2: very good wee spots in it though as well
3: because I think the spot that
2: stands out to most people is... Um, where Ziggler goes for the famous, or hits the Famouser, Miz hits the ground but immediately bounces straight back up yeah. and goes straight in and delivers a skull crushing yeah. finale. And that made everybody think, and Oh, for well, Ziggler that's
3: the to be allowed to kick out of that, and mm-hmm. the pop was just amazing. Um, and then the zigzags of the finger. And of course don't forget though Miz did his version of the finger or the figure four. The, fin- um, the finger four. I know four. I was about to say the finger four. The finger, um, th- the finger four leg long I don't know I feel hungover today or something I think it's just the lack of sleep has just <laughs> knackered me all day but um that's what we were saying you know whenever he did that move it's like you know you compare it to Flair's version and Flair would be like selling it and you know turning on his side with a hand yes, up and, that's that's what I said and that's you're right. just kind of like Miz is a bit static just sitting there not really doing much but hey yeah. hey, it's his Zick- move Ziggler
2: had effectively rolled over onto his stomach yeah. at that stage at that point sh- Miz
3: should have been like struggling and- yeah Trying to kind of But again, it's,
2: like, at the end of the day, it's us looking back at the past and seeing how the master of the move it, did it. No, like, no one's and ever going
3: to live up to Flair's standard, but do you remember whenever yeah. when Miz first started doing the move? It was... Horrendous. Horrendous. You he know. couldn't get it on. It was a real disservice, actually, I thought, to Flair, because it just looked dreadful. But then that's when Flair had his wee bit of a bus stop that's as right. well. So, right. But in fairness to Miz, he's cleaned up the figure for it. And I, it looks mm. fine. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll see. We could get surprised tonight on Raw. We could see flair come out and be with Ziggler you stranger know. things
3: have happened but that would be awesome I would love that partnership if they just would you know pull the trigger on that and Ziggler with the white IC belt
2: looks absolutely fantastic it just goes it just fits, with the look fits. of Ziggler
3: doesn't it because that's what we think the back platinum in, blonde
2: and hair back, and back the white the day, IC back in the day that's where the IC belt with ravishing Rick Rue yeah. and those that sort kind of guys thing, yeah. and Mr. Perfect yeah. because he has that look. platinum blonde hair yep that look of those guys from that era and then to have that belt on them as well. It just looks like a complete and utter throwback and yeah. it's fantastic. Um, but no, again, I would say very, very good opener. Nothing to
3: drive the crowd into overdrive no, yet. No. To, you know, but just enough, I think, to... Um, get everything warmed up. Yeah, yeah get the juices flowing, <laughs> so to speak. And, of course, the right result or at least a pleasing result for the internet the fan. Anyway, exactly,
2: and I would think for most fans, really, when you think of it in the arena, because most kids out of these two guys would probably go with of well, Ziggler. Well, nice.
3: Ziggler is the face, and Miz is the heel. So, because like the pop, this this result got was great. It was, but you kind of have to wonder now, you know, what's going to happen, Miz, because he's come back obviously from filming. They've given him this kind of new gimmick, you know, with the movie kind of star thing going with the the Mm moneymaker. And now it's kind of like they put the belt on him and, you know, already Mm -hmm. um, he's lost that. But Well, I think the rumour is that the reason this match occurred at SummerSlam was... The original
2: plan was going to be the USIC unification. unification. But there's rumours that the reason Sheamus has been off TV is because he's kind of like bruised his bicep muscle or something like that. And they don't want to risk injuring yeah. him further
3: because then I'd not even heard of It'd be like a triple threat between the three of them and the champions yeah or, oh is that what they're talking about now because I'd heard about right that now. even for SummerSlam but, oh, obviously, but he that didn't, it. obviously that didn't happen but that's
2: what the word is now
3: that Sheamus will come
2: back and it could be a triple threat between them and to unify the belts To unify be the bills. I would love that could you imagine if
3: Ziggler went over in that that would be amazing that would be epic <laughs> yeah. But something tells me, well, the thing is, you have to remember if WWE are going to have just one mid-tier belt, it's going to be the, the IC, mm-hmm. you would think, um, And because it's their uh, and,
2: original belt. And if after the result later in the evening has anything to go by, it's going to be a very important title belt going forward. Oh, yes.
3: Huge. Hugely. So, well,
2: important. Um, what would
3: you give this match out of five stars? I would probably go with the three. I would say 3 or 3.5. I yeah. hate giving star ratings to matches because mm-hmm. for me it's normally just did I like it, yes, did I not, This is what I'm no. saying, overall enjoyment um, wise. Oh, I enjoyed it. I would say, you know, if I was to give it a mark it would be a solid 3.5 for sure. But yeah, I thought it did what it was meant to do. Cool. Um, up next, Divas title match. Yeah. Uh, AJ Lee
2: versus Page. Paige. Another match that is sending the internet wild in the sense of, oh my goodness, this must mean something. Um, It doesn't really have to, folks. You know, calm (laughs) yourselves. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't mean anything completely. But it's anything that revolves around AJ Lee and CM Punk nowadays immediately has to mean something. You know, just because the dirt
3: sheets are just looking for you stuff know, stories to come out with. Just
2: because you know AJ Lee lost the belt to Page, which was again, like I said, in the Ms. Ziggler situation, this was the second match in a row that got me out of my seat yep. the result because you're a massive Page, Mark. Oh, Page, the page is fantastic. The thing is, these two um, girls get you really excited, not in that sense, well. <laughs> in an in ring sense. <laughs> well, you know. No, they're all yeah. right. The overall package, is the what overall they are. package is fantastic. Yeah. You know, these two had, you know, have had are going to have the potential to be Trish and Lita yeah. for mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You can, I don't. I can't. I don't even call the Divas division. You know, kind of to have a generation because the girls tend to have a shorter lifespan yeah. in the business. They don't really hang around as long. Um, but let's call it. This wee bit of an era. Yeah. You know, because they called it the golden era for the Davis, back when Trish and Leda were involved. Um these two have the potential to bring that sort of thing back. And their first match last month at Battleground you know, maybe it wasn't the best, but AJ was only just back off hiatus. And not only so that, you
3: know, you got to think maybe they were told maybe just to you know, tone it down a bit, save the good stuff for, for you know, the, big, the big event. You know? yeah. So just kind of give the audience a taster of what you can do and yeah. then build towards something even better at SummerSlam, which is what they did, Yeah. I think. But uh, Paige picked up the victory in this one, won the Divas title and
2: became a two-time Divas champion. I think that makes her the quickest uh, diva... In WWE history, since this Diva belt came around, to win it twice, yeah, because it took obviously AJ a good number of years to win the belt the first time. Correct. And obviously she won it back there the other month. Yep. Uh, Who else? I think Eve has held it twice, but nowhere near this quick. Eva? Eve? Oh, Eve! I was going to say Torres.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, No, that's true. Um, But I think it,
2: it has to be the quickest to win it two times. Yeah. So she's is. already made a lot of history,
3: Paige, for coming up. So and wise alone as well. Obviously, you know she held both belts simultaneously for a while there. Um yeah. And now she's a two-time Davis champion, so it, which you know, is amazing. Things look very bright for Paige. Yes, you, mm-hmm. you'd have to think. What did you think of the match, though? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. As you know, looking here, it didn't even go five minutes. But it um, felt like there was a lot in it. For it five. felt like they were able to do a lot in that time, and mm-hmm. there was a you know a nice point where you know AJ Lee did a dive clothesline from the top turnbuckle out you know, to the outside on page and it just connected perfectly and you know that's the thing about them and they're not like, you know, those kind of Barbie doll divas mm-hmm. that we've got so accustomed to over the last few years where they won't do anything yeah. and everything they do looks fake and forced. Whereas this, you know, they take bumps, and you know, yeah. there was a point where I think AJ Lee was on Paige's shoulders, and Paige just rammed her face first into the barricade. It was like an electric chair, yeah. sort of. Face front, first, front yeah, front. and it just looked so cool. Because like it was
2: like it was some of the chain wrestling between the two yep. of them as well. Like you were saying, obviously, that she did the clothesline off the top rope. That completely brought Trish and back to me. Oh, yeah. you know The video packages yeah. you've seen were
3: lead dives because that's stuff you know. see the guys doing and for years you just didn't see the girls take the, the risk. Girls do that at all mm-hmm. probably because they didn't have the talent or the ability to do it or want to take the risk or want Scott. to do
2: it um, um, but the chain wrestling between these two not in the sense of on the mat or anything but what you're saying about the likes of that electric chair into the barrier you know what that was is Paige got AJ into the position of you know AJ was lent over the middle rope Paige yep. got out onto the apron to go to deliver her knees yep. AJ reversed that knocked Paige dying. Yep. And then AJ got on the apron, went to do something to Paige. Paige got her on her shoulders and then dumped her on the yeah. you know, barrier. It's all, all, very, linked, uh, it all linked
3: up together. It's all very believable what they were doing as well. But I think that's that's the amazing pace. thing that I looked
2: and then, you know, just before we started recording here and seeing that this match only went just five yeah. minutes. Because there's so much in it that was enjoyable. Like even just the actual opening bit where Paige sticks her hand out to shake yeah. AJ's hand and AJ bites it, and we got a Luis Suarez comment. Yeah, from which JML. was epic. We marked out for that. That was quite um, funny. Um, and while we're at it, why was there so many German announcers? Oh, I this think is
3: bizarre because obviously you know they got rid of Ricardo, sh- 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 and you know that was a three-man Spanish announced team, and now we have four I have German a funny announcers. Feeling
2: that it's a rib. Well, to the fans, a joke as in foreshadowing the main event. Look how many Germans there are. Yeah. It could well be, you know. And if um, and if that is the case, props to whoever decided to do that because it is so funny. Yeah. Um, but back to the girls. I never
3: actually thought of it like that, but if that's the case, then yeah. It's very, very smart, isn't it? Well, well played, yeah.
2: because um, <laughs> that's what everybody was saying was, why is there so many Germans at this announce table? It just didn't make any sense. And then by the end of the night, if you really think about it, you're like, oh.
3: Oh, That's why.
2: <laughs> but, uh, back to the girls. Um, the finish was really, really good, I thought. Um, because. Oh, that's a great move. Into the Black Widow. Paige managed to reverse it into, um. Things referred to like a cradle DDT. Yes. Um, page by cradle DDT, or the rampage, is as that it's being referred it's to called. as. And uh, see, I think that should be our permanent finisher. I think yeah. that looks far better than the page turner. Yeah, I agree. I think page turner should maybe be like the signature. Yeah. And then. Like a setup or. You then she like can, have, secondary the, kind you of can thing. have the PTO as her submission. Yeah. And then uh, the cradle DDT. But that and the rampage. DDT just looks. Every time she hits it, it just powerful. looks devastating. Yeah. And, and AJ League takes it very well as mm-hmm. well, which is and was cool. uh, that gave her the 1-2-3 victory to become Dude. a two time Divas champion. And you
3: gotta you know compliment her on her work as a, a bad guy. You know? mm-hmm. I think she seems much more natural in that role. Yeah, you can just kind of mock on an AJ and acting like she's still her friend, even though she pushed her off the stage. And then as you know, inquiring how she's doing, yeah, and showing sympathy and it's like, oh, you're my best friend. Get better soon. The after match stuff was brilliant, just
2: the way she kind of put the belt on AJ's lap and then got round behind her and then gave her a wee hug and yeah. like
3: a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And it's just like... It's almost like the PG version of the Mickey James, Trish Stratus thing with like a, a fan-friend type of relationship going on. Um, and that pin. And the pin. That wasn't, that wasn't very PG. A wee, I, I noticed that last night. <laughs> just as I was slipping off into a slumber, that brought me right back. <laughs> it brought him back alive. It brought me back to um, life. But
2: in terms of uh, you know rating this match for enjoyment I would again probably put it similar to the sort of Ziggler and Miz I'd sort three and 3.5 yeah, I agree
3: maybe if it had you know went a tad longer you know but it might have got a wee bit more it might have got a bit more but I feel for the time that they had they crammed a lot in and told a good story for the two openers fantastic yeah. and really two kind of not shucks but two title changes it literally set the tone for the rest of the did. night You're it set like, the tone for the night and you know, there's some of those pay-per-views where you go into them and you're like, please, you know, WWE, have the guts change the belts and it was just one of those nights where that's exactly what they were doing and it's exciting. I think it's their set they're setting up for the night on raw,
2: for the big logo change, the belts change and all that sort of stuff is it's again just there's a bit of a shake up going on, and I think it's definitely for the best. Uh, next up we have Rusev versus Jack Swagger in a flag match that wasn't Talk really a flag match. about
3: the most confusing point of the night. I would think this is probably it. You know, to us older wrestling yes. fans,
2: we know a flag match as there's a flag in the far two corners opposite Hard Camera and it's the first man up to get their respective flag wins the match. Correct. And that is the way it has been built up the whole way to this pay-per-view. Not, I'm not saying by WWE but as in, it's been referred to as a flag match, nothing has been specifically said by WWE, but every fan has went, right, okay.
3: This, this is, is a, a flag match. on a pole match. Kind this of is, is a
2: match Swagger can win because Rusev doesn't need to get pinned or submitted. So it keeps both looking strong. And it keeps them strong. Whereas we arrive into this match and Justin Roberts announces just before it starts, again, we were kind of in and out of...
3: Consciousness. consciousness. Well, I was, I was going to say consciousness. Maybe?
2: We, I think we were more talking at this point about what had happened before. No, about Lana suit. <laughs> oh, Lana suit. Well, yeah, <laughs> but Lana's the best thing off Rusev Yeah, to be honest. Um, but Justin Roberts announces before the start of the match that uh, you know the flag match. You know, you win by pinfall or submission. And uh, the respective winner gets their flag raised within the arena and the national anthem played to show their country's superiority. Yeah. So basically what happens after every single Rusev match.
3: Yeah. Pretty much. So why, that's the thing. Um, You do that on free TV every week. You know, you're paying, well, I know it's different now with the network and what have you, but for us, we're still paying to watch the show. mm. And you're essentially getting the same segment. You get every week, and it's kind of like, no, we were paying for you to see the battle of them, like you climbing the turnbuckle trying to get the flag, Mm -hmm. seeing the story of that struggle kind of playing out, but we didn't get that. See, if you actually think about this match, right? And I'm not,
2: it was actually a reasonably enjoyable match, uh, not as enjoyable as the opening two by any means, but in terms of it's been a decent feud as well, that's like it has been, fair to say, but it's like everybody was thinking, right, okay, this will be the match that. Sends it to another pay per view, and then Rusev will get the big win yep. there. Um, but see the way this match went down. If you think about it logically, in a booking sense, you, you would think that Rusev wasn't the heel. Because he was selling the angle the whole time. And the got a attacked- touch he First. was the one who got yeah. the ankle wrecked before yeah. the match and he fought the
3: whole way through it's the match weird because it kind of makes him talk. look courageous in a way which a heel shouldn't yeah he battled so, through yeah it's a bit bizarre but, but hey oh, it's what happened it was an enjoyable and, enough match you know, I had to it's rate- just a shame I think kind of in a way that I think Swagger really has caught on now with the audience. Oh, no. Um what he should have point. been flipping yeah. three years ago. Almost to the point, though, where I'm pulling for him and almost more interested in what Swagger's doing yep. than Rusev, which I don't think that's what WWE's intentions are. Yeah. But it kind of just happened organically, because, you know, obviously the crowd, the Americans especially, caught always on. like a good USA. Always like a good, good USA. That could have been any American in that position, I think, mm-hmm. and they probably would yeah. get behind them. But, um... It's kind of just sad to see Swagger get yeah. beat here. Really, I still just I would adore if WWE were to have the
2: the balls to put Kurt Angle versus Rusev at thirty one, just for the just for the banter. Oh, that would be something. Because there'd be nothing more USA versus Russia than having Kurt Angle come Correct. in for one yep. more match at WrestleMania thirty one. Or you can game. even do
3: some kind of partnership between Kurt and Swagger, even you mm-hmm. know, because they. They both do that. But that's fantasy booking and we're not here to fantasy book. True.
2: Um, What do we know? But uh, Rusev picked up the victory in this match uh, via the accolade submission. Uh, Swagger didn't tap out or anything like that. He just passed Passed out. out. We had a bit of a debate about this last
3: night.
2: Why didn't the ref raise his arm to check? I was debating that the way it's normally been done in years gone by and we saw it was... To confirm a guy is indeed passed out is the arms raised up and down, and if yep. it drops three times, that's I'm passed out. Whereas it seems to be
3: nowadays they're going with the ref's judgment call yeah. to make it seem a bit more legitimate. Which it does because if you actually remember back to you know that thing you were saying about obviously the arm being raised, very rarely did that ever actually end in the arm dropping a third yes. time. You know, so it was always more for like a comeback mm-hmm. that. Whereas this is actually like referee's discretion, and it's like but this is the thing is it's it, the way they're doing it is a more legitimate yep. way in the sense of
2: in MMA they don't go into the MMA match and if someone is in a rear naked choke and looks out like mad they don't walk over no. to the guy and raise his arm Correct. up and down three times yeah. they look at him and go right he's
3: out for the count exactly Done. yeah so I can so see it's that's more believable in
2: that sense. I think it's, again, it's just, us, just my and yeah. kind the of desire to cling, oh, on, yeah. cling on to what was there. But it's true,
3: though, because a lot of people then say, oh, but wrestling shouldn't be trying to make itself more like MMA. You know, wrestling mm-hmm. is wrestling, so you can get away with, you know, the kind of crowd-pleasing things, like lifting the guy's arm up and then him having yeah. a comeback. And
2: It's part of the drama. It's part of
3: the drama and the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it works.
2: Yep. Um, enjoyment out of five out of this, I would probably give... Two and a half, maybe.
3: Two and a half for the match. Five out of five for Lana. Yes. And the white. That's side. the bonus. That's <laughs> yeah. the bonus. Bonus points for Lana. I think it would have got maybe more marks had had actually followed the structure the of what we match. the stipulation yes. was meant to be.
2: But and it kind of seems like that was a running theme tonight as well because next up we have a lumberjack match that wasn't really a lumberjack match. No. It was just it was just
3: sheer madness. This was a, a quite a short match too. Um, That's the of Seth guys.
2: Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But it did
3: live up to. Oh, a, a good bit of The hype, like. the was crowd, match. was well into that. Whenever I watched it back, that's the
2: thing. Is the crowd is so into Ambrose as well? Yep. Ambrose is so over as a face mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's he goes
3: under the radar almost because you're yeah. u- not used to. He uh, he has that kind of edge to him, which mm-hmm. he just comes across like one of those cool kind of bad. I don't guys. like the. Nickname He's not a bad guy, obviously, like, but I don't, was it? I don't like the lunatic fringe.
2: The Lunatic Fringe. I was like.
3: I can see what they're trying to do. They're playing him up as being this kind of unstable kind of loony tune, if you like. But yeah. You could have said that about Snake Roberts back in the day, yeah. for goodness sake. Yeah. But, um, no, Ambrose
2: is fantastic. Like, and him and Rollins did really well in this match. Mind, I still think, coming out of this match, Ambrose comes off the better. But that's maybe just because he had the face
3: role. Yeah. Um... It's just, I to go back to the actual stipulation. Um, of course, leading up to this match, we were kind of like, well, why did Ambrose decide, you know, elect to have this a lumberjack match in the first place? Um, a lot of people, I think, were hoping that it was going to be Ambrose, you know, putting the are wanting Rollins to put his briefcase up, but we never know. I this think what the they, the I think they're trying to maybe drag this out a bit longer. And I say drag, not drag, because it's a good feud, but That's thing. play a bit longer, still smoking hot. Like, and as we were saying last night, you know the lumberjack match did make sense because, as you say, you know Rollins has been running away a lot from Ambrose, so it would only makes sense that he would want some sort of stipulation, yeah. where that can't happen.
2: Because what the rumors are that the reason it didn't happen at Battleground is WWE feels they can have a bit more freedom to do a bait and switch. Yeah. Now that people are only paying nine ninety nine for the pay per views yeah. instead of the fifty dollars that they used to, back when it was fifty dollars for a pay per view, WWE felt we have to deliver, we have to give this yeah. match, and do it. Whereas now they can they can win. get away with a match not happening yeah. or a match having a. Correct. weird ending or mm. something like that because a lot of people complained
3: you know, about the battleground stuff that went down between them but I actually thought in terms of building their feud and their story oh, it actually really worked yeah. very well That made Ambrose just look dangerous it, and made, like, you look forward. it made you exactly. look forward to SummerSlam yeah.
2: it made you look forward mm-hmm. to SummerSlam but no this match was good fun and you're going to have enjoyed it for another reason as well oh anyway. yeah of course um, but no there was good spots throughout this match um, you know ambrose uh you know leading into the overall finish of the match ambrose delivered a curb stomp to rollins yep. and jokingly said i love you to him and then gave him a kiss before he delivered it mm-hmm. almost very Shawn michaels-esque but very michaels in, in a sarcastic manner yep. um but delivered the curb stomp to seth rollins meant for the pin and then the big red
3: do <laughs> the uh, director of operations who has returned out of nowhere all of a sudden um yeah, Cain got involved um, and then I think Goldust came in too Yeah, it was
2: so funny it was like of all
3: people to rush Goldie out the was the first. Goldie was the one to square up to uh, and he got uppercutted I think and then yes. it all just broke down with all the lumberjacks getting and involved, just magically and snuck out of the ring. Yeah I like that character I have to say you know I just just I just didn't enjoy the way they treated him you know he would always just be treated as a lackey getting beat all the time but I think in terms of you know them doing a complete U-turn with the character and it's just something different yeah and as you say whenever he does like you know Cain like things but in a suit it's funny mm. it's weird it was just it was like see like you were saying the uppercut? Or yeah. It's just like when you see him deliver that In a full just, suit. You it's just, just kind of like, laugh to yourself. Yeah, but it's just an interesting kind of thing. But the match was well received, I mm-hmm. think, by everyone at the stable centre. And I enjoyed it. They teased, I think, um, a spot up in the crowd at one point mm-hmm. where we were kind of like, oh, they're going to do something here. Because you know when Rollins is in a match, mm-hmm. or even Ambrose, you know, um, but they're not big, afraid to take a risk. Yeah, but
2: our big spot was that. uh Rollins again had tried to run away. Uh, like the likes so of the Usos and all, I thought, I think it was uh, brought him back to the ring. Yeah. All of them were kind of in one big pile. Ambrose climbed to the top rope and dived off the top rope. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, but the finishing spot was in that whole melee of, after Keane got involved, uh, once the ring eventually got cleared by Ambrose, uh, it was. Harper and Roan cleared the ring effectively. They were the last two, and then they went to go after Ambrose. He pulled the ropes down and all that sort of stuff and got rid of them. And as Ambrose turned around, Smack delivered shot from the Money in the Bank briefcase by Seth Rollins. 1-2-3 victory, which I think that was kind of the first real expected victory of the night. Yes. Most people would have expected Rollins Uh, to pick up the victory. I agree.
3: But keeps it Ambrose like, will have his revenge.
2: Night of Champions. We're yeah. going to have a nine of Champions match. There's no doubt Absolutely. there. But I think maybe this will build to him on the bank payoff match of some sort.
3: Yeah. It's just interesting that, you know, I just see you know, like of Seth Rollins now and do I really see him as a future the guy? I see, the him, I
2: see him being a very reliable mid Carter. Yeah. But I don't see him ever being like obviously not with, fight. you know, the like of Lesnar. Whereas it's like, like Ambrose yeah. I see could have the potential to make it I agree it would depend who he was champion and who he was facing yeah. but Ambrose has the potential
3: I'm liking Ambrose obviously,
2: obviously Big Roman has the more oh, yeah. likely
3: chance of being the first obviously yeah. unfortunately I think in order to make it to the very top you do have to have a certain look size um, the only no. problem
2: is Roman doesn't have the mic skills
3: no, but I, you know, he's I've been per, he's I've been paying a kind enough. of close attention to the mic work that he has been doing lately, and he's better than he was. I think it's serviceable and it'll only get better. If you look, if you look back in the early days of the Shield, oh, yeah. he didn't speak. He's coming on leaps and bounds. He's but lear- he's learned from Rollins. To words. me, he could almost be like one of those kind of Goldberg type characters where you know the actions speak louder than words, and we all know yeah. how big of a star Goldberg was for WCW and yeah, you know, beyond. So. I think that kind of recipe could work for Roman Reigns as well and you know his moveset's legit and all but that's something we can talk about whenever we yeah. get on his match uh,
2: but what would you rate enjoyment wise out of 5 then this much I would probably give it a 4 I would give it a you
3: know probably a 3.75 or 4 yeah I enjoyed it yeah. So it was, it was More so longer. than... Because um, you know, whenever Lumberjack's one of those matches, whenever I hear it, I don't automatically think, oh, you know... But this was a very good but Lumberjack. I think they worked it well and made it exciting and all the Lumberjacks got involved, so it was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, just not like your traditional Lumberjack match with them throwing the guys back in the ring It was all nice the to see a bit of outside ring work as yeah. well that they managed yeah. And, to- the, you know, the Lumberjacks actually spelling out into the crowd as well mm-hmm. to retrieve them, which was nice, so... Yeah, um, good.
2: Then, after that... Um, we had Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho, uh, Harper and Rowan banned from ringside because they had both lost matches to Jericho over the previous weeks on uh, both, I think, Raw and Smackdown. Smackdown. Yep. Um, so Bray was all on his own. Uh, Bray came out in his butcher garb. Which I just love that
3: look for him. It just makes him look like something straight out of a horror and I'm a massive horror fan. And yeah. He just looks so cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh then the bi- kind of the big surprise when it comes to entrances, uh the Jericho countdown returned.
3: Yep, that was good. Which was actually
2: because I, I was like, what is this? And then you just it just clicked it. I was like, it's the countdown clock. Yeah.
3: Gets because, you psyched for the explosion yeah, that was
2: to come. I uh, it just gives you that wee second of oh, it's here Jericho. comes Jericho. Whereas, yeah. it? It's been basically it's been straight pyro out of nowhere. Yeah. Um I think the way they had the house lights work along with the countdown yeah, as in the lights went up and yeah. down each time that
3: what, for each, looked, t- each time the it number popped up. very, very good. It was good. Um,
2: this match... And
3: don't forget though as well he also debuted a new, new jacket, uh, funky jacket which, which he did cool. he did actually say on his podcast that he had his guys working on a new kind of more reliable one for him because the old one was apparently just falling apart. But it was cool it's like if you think of it, folks um
2: the likes of bars that go up and down on a microphone when like, there's a voice recording or a song's going on or something like that it's almost like that as in the bars would go up the bars would go down, the bars would flash the bars would just do loads of different things they'd change colours between blue and red and all that sort of that stuff
3: looked very very cool
2: it is cool um, but um, what to say about this match uh, better than their previous
3: yep I think that's a fair point to
2: make Last month's was, you would have said in the grand scheme of things, poor for them.
3: Yep. Uh, That's one thing I will say about Jericho is that I feel sometimes... He gets away with murder. Us internet fans have the tendency to put him on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... He, I, he's great. But a lot of the time I think, you know... We just have the tendency to yes. say, "Oh, it's Jericho, so it's great." Whereas he gets a pass a lot of the time. Yeah, like a lot of the, I know our people from generation, you know, our generation that we like to watch. But back it's definitely, day. it's
2: because um, we expect Jericho to be yeah good. That you when something think, oh, like a battleground match happens yeah. and it's a letdown, you're like, "Oh, yeah.
3: Jericho expected a wee bit better." Because you know he didn't really work wonders with Fandango. Um, and then the Bray Wyatt feud it was kind of one of those ones going in where I was like oh I'm really looking forward to this and something just hasn't completely clicked yet for me my opinion is they haven't been given enough
2: time almost the same as the Roman Reigns and Orton yeah the focus has been on Heyman Brock Cena and uh,
3: Stephanie and Bray yeah and everything else has kind of taken a bit of a backseat. yeah um, Even Rusev and Swagger has yeah. had some more stuff than a lot of these guys. Yeah. Like, um, because I just imagine like, these electric promos going on between the two guys and yes, they have. Oh. <laughs> class. Burnley have obviously uh, scored against Chelsea. Mikey will um, be raging. Or Mikey won't be pleased with that. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like it's fallen a bit flat so far. I um, don't
2: know. It was... A, it was a decent enough We yep. match. It was
3: better than their
2: battleground match, that's for sure. Uh, Jericho botched a pin. Remember the pen attack? Yeah, yeah. Where he was at a code breaker. He went for the pin, and instead of what he should have done was roll Bray away from him yeah. himself to go for the pin so Bray was close to the ropes. Pulled to do the in, leg spot, as we saw again, as f- older fans, you think, "Oh right, this is the spot they're going to go for," and it was the spot they were going to go for. But what Jericho did instead of what he should have done was he pulled Bray towards him, which pulled Bray away from the ropes, yeah. and you actually see when Bray has to kick out, yeah, of the cold breaker because you can see Bray but kind of
3: is. trying to stretch his leg to get there, the like, whole body twists, realizing that and he ain't the getting there. Um, but you kick. can kind of let Jericho away with it because if you think about it, you know he's trying to win the match, mm-hmm. pulling you know Bray in towards the center. Mm-hmm. You know he's not going to be able to get to the rope in that sense and save himself. Um, but it, you know, as you say, us being the kind of fans we are, these we things—we're like, oh, oh Jericho, you, you notice this, but we want the best. Okay, for it was—it was fine. But no, yeah, decently match. Um, and to- we also uh, the most disturbing part of the match, I think, was whenever Bray's belly. Hung like, out I, from his uh, top like oh. a plate of jelly. That was that was disturbing. There was, people, there was people tweeting on yes. saying, "Tickle his belly, Jericho. Yeah. Uh, that's all it takes to beat Bray Wyatt is <laughs> tickle his belly. And tickle his belly. And he submits. Um,
2: but that was really really weird. Like <laughs> like
3: at the end of the day, I'm
2: one to speak, but um, I think it was because he was basically wearing what looked like loose tracksuit bottoms and a loose top. Because normally he has his shirt tucked into his. Uh, Trousers and stuff yeah. like that, whereas he was wearing his looser stuff tonight, so uh, <laughs> the belly just got a wee bit loose about uh. the house, sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, whenever he was
3: in the walls of Jericho, it just yeah, and lay he in there raised like, himself up a bit, he <laughs> yes. raised up a bit, um. and it
2: just slowly came away from the ground.
3: But just hey, like, you know, that's the thing that another thing I like about Bray Wet is because he's not like your typical yes. mould. And you need, you know, characters and people that don't all look the same. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he's a big guy and yes. he moves around very well for his size. The army tank with the Ferrari <laughs> yeah, that's him, engine. That's him. Um, old husky Harris, of course. But uh, Bray picks up the victory in this match. Uh, well, there's no two debate. Two sister in, uh, Abigails. Yeah, that's right. But I think definitely, you know, the right result
2: here. Yes, it needed to be done. Yeah. Um Sister Abigail, the barrier outside, brings him back into the ring. Sister Abigail again, game over. One, two, three. Um, I think there's going to be one more match, I would suspect, between these two, and then Jericho's done.
3: I would say Jericho will, knowing him, be coming back to put Bray over again, hopefully. Chelsea have equalised. Ah, that was a quick turnaround. (laughs) Costa. (sighs) Um, But um,
2: out of five, I'd probably go 2.5. 2.5 or 3, maybe. You know. Um, I the I would be I would say I was more entertained um by the Ziggler Miz match which I gave a three, so
3: Yeah. But uh, I think yeah. that's fair enough. But again it's one of those things you know I'd have to watch it again, um mm-hmm. with sensible eyes. I think Yes. you know, if you've only for us when you're watching it at one AM in the morning, um sometimes you have the tendency to not really Well by this I think and, we we're at about half yeah. Day it's, or getting, it's getting on a bit even by then, but um no. I think it was fine and it achieved what it needed to and that was Bray Wyatt going over. I think one thing I have to say before our next match uh, is there was
2: very few backstage stuff tonight.
3: Yep, it was all about the in-ring action tonight. Um, There
2: was a few adverts obviously, but the only backstage segment that I can recall from last night was an interview with Bree Bella backstage earlier in the night. Yep,
3: that's right. Normally you'll get some sort of authority segment or something with Stephanie Triple H, but no. Nope. and um, there wasn't even a backstage thing of oh here's Brock Lesnar yeah. getting ready for later tonight. I don't quite know what I think about that because yes it was nice that it was you know an emphasis solely on the card and on the matches and you know I think in many ways a pay per view should be like that because it's yeah. not an episode of Raw but there's almost something that you know, like you like a, a maybe backstage even, maybe even one or two more just to kind of break it up and give you a chance to breathe but mm-hmm. you know overall it didn't it didn't hamper it it, it didn't, didn't hamper, hamper it at, at all. all definitely no. not but next up we have
2: uh, the Billion Dollar Princess, Stephanie McMahon uh, versus uh, Double B, Brie Bella. <laughs> BB. BB. Um, B or, or as this match was referred to on Twitter last night, Plan Double D. <laughs>
3: that was epic. That was, was good. Yeah. Uh, that whoever. guy deserves a lot of props yes, for um, coming up
2: with that one. But um, <laughs> I think the first comment that has to be made about this match is uh, Stephanie McMahon's,
3: McMahon's outfit. Yep. Yowza?
2: Hubba hubba. Hell? Yeah.
3: Where did this come from, my dear? Because she see, it was tweeted during the night yes. before the match. And I think I showed it to you and you were like, oh, what the heck is going on here? And her kids were
2: in the crowd and all as well during oh, this yeah. match. Uh, which I think I said afterwards, I thought, you know, that's really nice for her kids to yeah. be able to be at ringside to see their mum in the ring. They've probably and seen the their ring. dad in the past. Yeah. So it's nice to see their mum. That was probably the main reason why this even occurred
3: she wanted to do something for her kids to save her. Um, But this certainly wasn't the train wreck I think that a lot of people have predicted it might be. The further the match went on the more the crowd got in Stephanie's favor. The thing with Stephanie is though is that she never really has to rely on you know what she's actually doing in the ring in terms of like moves and what she can pull off or what she can't and because yeah, she's she so good yeah but she's moves. so good at you know just working the audience and the crowd just with her facials Facial and features are getting fantastic. people annoyed and angry and riled up and that girl um, can look angry I'll tell you she's the best and I think you know Brie Bella deserves a lot of credit as well for how far of, she's come on did too. a lot of Daniel Bryan stuff. She did a lot of D. Bray stuff and obviously her marriage, you know, has paid off in that regard too mm-hmm. because she's, you know, she's improved in the ring. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. But because she is, she's learning from one
3: of the best. Mm-hmm. But
2: we won't uh, be around this match too much longer no. because at the end of the day, it did actually go like 10 minutes on the night. Yeah. But, uh... The thing that people have been expecting for months did occur in this match. Um, Brie was uh, looking like she was homing in on the victory. Trips came out, and you see, just not too long after Trips, uh, Double D Nikki comes out. Plan Double D was being brought into action. Was there. She stood in the sidelines. Trips took a hit from uh, Brie, went down like a ton of bricks, and then. it was a case of uh, Bree was standing in front of Steph, Nikki was standing behind Steph, and it looked like okay, both off. Um, the Bellas are gonna tee off on Steph. Do a bit of then, twin magic, and then the classic Stephanie pulled out of the way by Nikki, and Nikki clotheslines lines Bree. Stephanie delivers the pedigree one, two, three picks up the victory and
3: can I just also say it's definitely delivers that well and Brie Bella takes it well yes a lot of guys do not have the balls to, to take that pedigree flat yeah they will put their one knee down, down to kind of break the fall
2: whereas Brie
3: she takes it. took it flat yeah and it looks ten times better I think because mm-hmm. it looks devastating then yep like it the person's nice. face is just being crushed mm-hmm. you know and it's not like she has any airbags to no. provide any comfort,
2: really. She and doesn't, doesn't have the games, double Ds like her sister, anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, we're cruel. We are. But um, I'm finding it hard to decide what
3: to rate this much. I would probably... I would say on entertainment level, you know, it gets a... What did we rate Miz and Ziggler? Three... You read it three and, see, and a half. You see, you can't really... I can't read it above You can't read that above Miz and I'll maybe go two three and a half again. Two and a half. Because like, I wasn't know that a was, great... I mean, that,
2: seems, that seems really derogatory towards Jared and yeah. yeah. But it's enjoyment factor, not quality of match. Yeah. And I would say I enjoyed it about the same, so... That's the, the thing,
3: you know, about the WWE. That's really what the E is in there for, Entertainment. I think. Yeah, is that... You're not meant to sit and, you know, give it yeah. stars and all. You know, if you were entertained, then they've done their job, mm-hmm. more or less. And they did that, so, yep. you know, and it wasn't the train wreck that a lot of people thought it would be, so they yeah. deserve credit. And uh, and now we've got the interesting scenario of, you know, Bree and Nikki now, and, and will yeah. Nikki be the heel diva with the authority? And
2: I think the nice thing coming out of this is the fact that they've dropped that
3: silly storyline with your girl. That was... Apparent, Unnecessary. Apparently. You were saying Daniel Brown was asked, actually, what he thought about that whole... And he said silly, yeah. basically. And that was just a last-minute addition on the go-home show before SummerSlam. Yeah. They'd already got this feud to the point where I think people wanted to see it anyway. Yeah. They didn't really need any more...
2: It would have been more impactful if they turned around and said, oh, by the way, it was Nicky having an affair with Daniel, yeah. not not this yeah. random physiotherapist, yeah. you know? But then
3: they were obviously trying to save the turn, the turn for the pay-per-view, but... That would have been interesting the fact that they
2: basically... I think maybe the only reason they had that backstage segment with Brie earlier in the night was to basically write that storyline off and say Brie confirmed that the girl was paid off by Steph. Yeah. To say what she said. It just felt like an unnecessary rush job. I think they realised they'd made a boo-boo in that Mm -hmm. one. Um, But up next, uh, in the usual diva slot, uh, (laughs) is
3: uh, Randy Orton versus Big Roman Reigns. Yeah. And... You would say this is probably Roman's single biggest test to date, mm-hmm. you know, on a massive yes. pay-per-view against a top guy trying to carry a singles match at, you know, that mm-hmm. level. And sadly, it didn't grip me. No. Um, I'm not saying it was a poor match, no. but
2: I'm just saying I wasn't grabbed. It's many, too, ma- too many working headlocks.
3: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because obviously in the lead up to this, these guys have been working a lot of the house shows together. And of course if you read the dirt sheets, which we both do, yes. um, one of the common complaints was that PS Randy a. Orton actually had heat on him because Orton was mm-hmm. working in a so called quote unquote crowd killing style. Mm-hmm. And in a way you can kind of see, see where people are coming from when they say that, you know, the headlocks and cutting, you know, Roman off and um
2: It's classic heel tactics,
3: yeah. But it's in a you way, it just felt two, like it you brought the audience out of it rather yeah. than brought, bringing them no, in.
2: The whole reason behind this match, you would have thought, was to advance Roman. And yes, at the end of the day, Roman comes out of this match victorious. Oh, absolutely. But you just wanted to see maybe that wee bit more from them. Mm. Because obviously we had superplexes and all that sort of stuff. They look and great. We had an awesome RKO spot towards the end where Roman yep. goes for the Superman punch and Orton catches him mid-air and drops really, the RKO. Really cool. uh, also, a counter to the spear where Orton does his... Uh, Spin power slam, yep. which it kind of was picked insane. up a lot
3: of steam near the end. the end. The ending sequences were really good, but up until that point, it was just headlocks galore. It was, <laughs> you know, typical Hegel Orton, yeah. but
2: the crowd was killed. Yeah, you know, they yes, that you know, the crowd got excited at the finish for Roman winning and all, but the crowd went down. And yeah. like, I had to re watch this again today. To and get what was much your opinion
3: on the second view?
2: I'm not going to say similar to the first but I still wasn't overly impressed Yeah, at the end of it it didn't go to me this is a marquee match and
3: it makes you wonder why it was put in what is seen as the Divas slot yeah although it's, I probably wouldn't read too much into it I just think you know they wanted Roman Reigns to probably be in as high a position on yeah. the car as possible because obviously he is being groomed to be the next guy so yeah. you know they want you to remember that being important um,
2: but no there was good spots, but too fleeting. Yeah, for the overall thing, and I would probably, I would probably put this as a two out of five for for enjoyment.
3: Yeah, I mean,
2: out of if I look at how I've rated things throughout the the rest of this card, yeah, it has to go down to a yeah. two out of five, and it may seem a bit harsh. I enjoyed the finish and everything. See, I'm just
3: looking, you know, this match went 16 minutes, 17 seconds, and it felt... I felt it. Felt, yes, it. Yes, I felt it so um, bad. It's just whenever Orton's sitting there, you know, with a headlock on, mm-hmm. and it just goes on and on and on. Um, but I'm going for 2 out of 5 for overall yeah, enjoyment factor. I'm going to give it a, a 2.5 or 2.75. Because um, I do think it accomplished something very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was putting Roman Reigns over because he he's beat everyone that's been thrown in his way, yeah, you know, no, and he, it's obviously leading up to hopefully a Triple H yeah. feud as well. Which if Triple H hopefully does the right thing there, yeah, he's well on his way to being you know an established top guy. Um, and again, I'm going to
2: stress these scores are not about the quality of wrestling that was no. on, you know, yes, because that's not something I
3: like to do. Because you know we're fans, we're not experts. Yeah,
2: yes, we're and, an, yes, analyzing and saying oh, there was tons of and headlocks which sucked the life out of the match yeah. because that's technically critiquing the wrestling. Yeah. But in terms of that resulting to
3: us as fans enjoyed, in enjoyment... How did we enjoyment. Were we entertained? You know, our enjoyment yeah. was brought down because yeah. of that. And that's something we can yeah. and I think we are entitled to comment yeah, on. You, know? you know, we're not, ba- were we're we not bashing...
2: We're not bashing Orton's wrestling ability because no, I honestly like that. think Orton is the one best, the best guy ha- they have on his day. He's one of the best workers on his day. Yep. But sometimes the styles just don't mesh. Yep. That's just the way it is. And that is that for me. <coughs> we're nearly home. Yep. We're, home nearly, we're nearly done. We're on to the big one for oh, the miss. evening. The outcome that seemed wow. so obvious beforehand wow. that everybody expected. I think it's maybe just what happened in between that everybody didn't mm. expect. And that is of course Brock Lesnar John Cena for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the utter annihilation. That's what it was of John <coughs> Cena. Um first of all start off with the promo build up for this
3: fantastic. Yes. It really made it have that big idea. I think deal. at first, you know, this promo first aired um, on an episode of Raw when both guys were not present for the show, isn't that right? Yep, that's correct. Cena was away filming, and then just Brock wasn't there. Full stop. End of story. Which a lot of people, of course, complained about. Yes. It's like but well, was how do you build so it was too much, and the guys aren't even there to promote um, mm-hmm. the match themselves. But I think this was the next best thing you could have had was this promo package yeah you know in their absence because it definitely hit Senate give it that MMA UFC type feel yeah the sit um, down sort of talk to the camera which they should probably do a lot more for other matches because um, it does give it a certain unique feel mm-hmm. and in a way um if you are building it up in that sense you know to make the UFC comparison again it's not like the fighters are going to see each other every week before the fight yes know? exactly um That just doesn't happen. So in that sense,
2: legitimate fighters don't fight every week.
3: They don't touch. They don't fight. Um, And I think that's something that's a nice kind of attribute that Brock Lesnar brings to WWE now is you know the legitimacy Legitimacy. factor. Um, Because you look at Lesnar and you think there's nothing phony about him. There's nothing fake about him. Because I think you know a lot of people look at wrestling and they're like, oh, there's so much kind of over-the-top antics and drama and things don't look quite as, maybe, you know, real as it could, but yeah. Lesnar's one of those guys that smashes that kind of barrier, and yeah. just the legitimacy he brings is unbelievable. It's just like, when he walked out to the ring here for this
2: match, he number, looked, number one, he looked a lot better than he did oh against
3: yeah. Taker in terms of his physique. But to me, he just looks like a guy that wants to rip you in half and can rip you in half. Yeah. It's just, you know, the Met, you know, his ear, the way it's the all ear. just destroyed and he just looks like a badass yeah um, um, and someone that you should be fearful of. And I think that's why he's put in these marquee positions mm. because they know that. But um,
2: I think the point has to be made. This has been a very polarizing match for some people. People either love it or hate it.
3: And My initial reaction was as a wrestling match, it's not great. Um, but as a spectacle, a spectacle, and as you know, again building up as a fight, as Lesnar being dominant, it, as someone as as can get, as someone who broke the streak, you know, he's just mowing through all the top guys now. Yeah, um, and achieved that and more. Because what we said basically before we came on air is, um,
2: what I loved about this was the simple fact that yes, it was far from what if you were to sit down and go yeah. wrestling quality match.
3: It was the purr of poor yeah, in that aspect. Because um, there was no running off the ropes or anything like was that. Nothing you nothing... Know, no
2: back and forth, mm. all that sort of stuff. Yep. But when it came to spectacle and impact on everybody, top-notch, um, Chelsea have scored again. Mikey um, will be pleased. But I think the thing to take out of this is what I was saying was... It Brock, to Brock came out. Brock came out of WrestleMania, having beat Taker, having beat the streak. You know, we've beat the legend, the Dead Man, the man that is meant to be the undead, all that sort of stuff. And you've then come into SummerSlam, and they're going to face John Cena. If you come into SummerSlam and face John Cena, and don't dominate him, it completely it devals. lessens, lessens yeah. Taker streak, and even the more fact that he put Lesnar over but the fact that Lesnar came in to this main event match against a 15 time world champion yep. no matter how much that hurts me to say it is a legitimate yep. fact it makes John Cena who he is one of the best that has ever been in this business whether you like it or not if you're listening to this he is a 15 time world champion and Brock Lesnar last night came in
3: and annihilated him yep Cena, it was like Cena, Cena, Cena was it was like uh Cena was like the Zack Ryder of the main event kind of thing, you know. That's where the impact
2: came. Yeah. Cena had I think it was 3 points of attack, if you can even call it that. Yeah. Right at the very beginning where he tackled Brock, which Brock immediately reversed, got him into yep. the corner, punched him up, lifted him up, F fived him. That was that part done. And out of nowhere, attitude adjustment. Yep. Which Brock kicked out of. And, and then again and out of nowhere STF. Yeah. Which, which Brock, Brock immediately with, countered which, which and started countered punched F5 yeah. pin 1-2-3 no, no. champion. Yeah. And then throughout the rest of the match it was just punches suplexes suplexes 16 German suplexes yeah. of which goodness knows how many could have
3: broke Cena's yeah. neck. That's basically what the story of the match was. You know finishers being hit out of nowhere every now and then and then Lesnar dominating Cena with an endless flurry of suplexes Um, and then you know again they kind of built up the intrigue and drama with you know Paul Heyman on the outside constantly getting on Charles Robinson to to end the match to end the match to check on Cena you know Lesnar doing the same thing and talking trash to Cena and And they tease a point during the match where Charles Robinson
2: goes over the ropes Mm -hmm. and is looking towards the timekeeping area
0: as if he's, like he's going
2: to end it. Yep, if he's about and he goes back and checks and Cena one more time. Um, but the a lot of people got annoyed with this, not only about the simple fact that a lot of people consider Brock Lesnar a part-time guy like The Rock. Again, before we came on air, I said, I don't consider Brock Lesnar a total part-time guy. Because he's never officially left the company to do other things. You know, after he's had yeah.
3: his matches, I think yes, he's went away for a period of time. Yeah, I think he, he's part time, but it's not like he's taken that time off to go and do Mutants non and stuff, wrestling related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think maybe his health plays a point or a part in yes, the amount of dates that he does. Um, you know, in the amount of you know days that he's willing to be on the road or whatever. Plus, um, it's well known he's a recluse. He doesn't that's like being the but, public eye. You know. I have been kind of a, you know, someone that's always spoke up for, oh, the guys need to be there all the time. Um, but at the same time, it almost, by not being there, makes Lesnar more of an attraction. It's, what we were saying is Brock yeah. looks like a legitimate fighter because he and, was a legitimate
2: fighter. And he also
3: doesn't fall victim to kind of overexposure either. Yes. You know, so it's not like you're seeing him every week where you're like, oh, I'm sick of seeing this Every guy. time Brock comes back, yeah, I look forward to yeah. it. Because you don't see him every day. And he's not around long enough to get stale or for you to get bored of him. Mm -hmm. And you know whenever he's going to come in to WWE again that he's going to inject a serious amount of legitimacy and Mm -hmm. do something big. Yep. Um, And the fact that he has Heyman by his side is an absolute bonus. Brock doesn't have to say a word when he's in the ring. Not a word. Um,
2: Mind his promo work. that, Even though, yes, obviously it's stuff that was, you know, you know, written for him. Oh yeah, um, and that before the match and you know, all was great. The oh whole, yeah, what was it? The whole um, you know, <coughs> blood, urine, vomit. Yeah,
3: that re- was brilliant. You know, repeat um, that uh, people were saying. Um, but I like that great. aspect of Lesnar now. Is that he's not cutting you know traditional wrestling promos either. You know, he's coming across like a fighter. Yeah, Who's there to destroy everything. In destroy the and win conquer conquer yeah that's what he's there Eight, for sleep conquer, conquer repeat um, um and that's what he does yeah and
2: just even some of the stuff that he was doing in the match let alone the millions of german suplexes um like we were saying again the linking in with is that what the joke about the germans yes. uh, announce table with a million german that's announcers
3: I'm thinking about that, it? it has
2: to be a red does yeah, really when you think i about, think so um but him shouting at Cena to die yeah. and stuff like that. I'm gonna, kill and, you. I'm gonna kill you. And then Heyman turning around and shouting again to Charles Robinson to end the match. You know, call it. You know, end
3: yep. it. And that's the thing. I think. You know, is it fair to say that Lesnar works stiff? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because some of those punches that connected with Cena... He looked like he was, you know, going for blood there. Cena legitimately was covering up the points. Um, And that's what I think people like about Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you'll look at guys in the ring and you're like... Mm. It's so obvious that they're not connecting there. Yeah. Or, you know, it kind of takes you out of the match a bit. But Lesnar, it's like when he even, you know, does a simple kick... To see in his ribs, you're like, "That look like it broke his back or his and ribs. knees." And his knees just looks like there's so much malice behind everything um, he does.
2: And uh, I think what has to be taken out of this match as well is you know put aside us as what would be marks yep. for the wrestling business and us eating this sort of thing up. Yep. You were saying about your dad.
3: Yeah. And what he thought of Lesnar yeah. and Cena because. You know, my dad's never been a massive wrestling fan, but he always has kind of kept up to date with it just through my enjoyment of it. And he was always a big Goldberg guy back in the day. And the thing that he liked about Bill Goldberg was that, you know, there was no messing about with him. It was, you know, all business. Yeah. And he looked the part, and that's what he came in and he said about Lesnar. He was like, he reminds me of Goldberg in that same kind of sense where he's just there and he's dangerous. Yeah. And he's as legitimate as it can be. And that's why I like Lesnar in WWE, because... It's kind of like he makes it cool in a way. Where you're like oh did you see the big Lesnar fight last yeah. night as opposed to you know Cena and Orton for the and 10 billionth And he gets
2: national exposure. Yeah. Because right after SummerSlam he was plastered across TMZ and all this sort of stuff yeah. that he'd won the title. <coughs> um, but yeah after 16 Germans numerous punches and knees um, and a second successful F5 yep. Brock Lesnar became a four-time world champion in WWE after the one, two, three, And, and the, he looks good with those belts. It's a shame that it's going down to the one belt, because yep. big, big gold with him works well. Yeah, But both of them on his shoulders look fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, I was actually surprised how much the current WWE belt looks well good. on him. Yep. Uh, obviously, that's going to change tonight, I don't know, um, to the, sadly,
3: very... Crisp and clean, and yeah. not my. Cup but of I tea think logo. as well because of who Lesnar is that he'll be able to bring, you know, respect to the belt. We, we keep saying legitimacy, yeah, because that is what it does. Mm-hmm. Is so it almost it's like, well, this belt must be important because Lesnar's holding it now, you and, know.
2: And if it means that belt's only defended every <clears throat> month or every other month, I can deal with that. Yeah, because <coughs> Lesnar has that opinion yeah. of being a big
3: fight player. He doesn't need. To fight every other week. Yeah. Um, And it means that whenever you do see a title match, it'll make it that more must-see. I would love them to go forward with the... Just anybody he faces, he destroys now. Yeah. Well, he has to. I mean, he took out Taker. He took out Cena, who's the biggest star in the company. And who's next, in Bill Bill Goldberg's words. Yeah, who is next? Exactly. Um,
2: Batista's due back. Um, could Orton finally get his rematch for the title? We've is, never really is Cena seen... going to be in shape enough to do the match? <coughs> because obviously they're going to play up the fact that uh, Brock completely destroyed him last night. Um, is he going to be fit to get in the ring before a rematch? Um, is he even going to be on Raw tonight or is he going to be off for a few weeks? Yep. You know, This is all the stuff that's going to get revealed um, going forward uh, from tonight. Um, I think one more thing I have to say about... Um, The crowd at the end of the Brock Lesnar Cena match was—they popped huge for Brock winning. Oh yes, he got a mega. It was a fairly anti-Cena. Environment, I would say. And apparently when the pay-per-view went off, he was getting (laughs) Nana Nana (laughs) Hey Hey's goodbyes and uh, Thank You Lesnar chants were occurring as well. Much like Edge back in the day, remember, with ECW when Cena lost to RVD.
3: But it's funny, though, just, you know, because SummerSlam has always been in LA the past few years, um, I know that when Triple H and Lesnar had their match at SummerSlam a few years back, Triple H got the same kind of uh, reaction as Cena did. Mm. And I know that, well based on what the dirt sheets were saying you know Triple H was annoyed at that kind and of response well, that, was, that was when they thought he was going to retire they were looking at that almost as his retirement and then it was like no I can't go out with but, that, that kind of reaction and then Cena's getting the same thing from the same set of fans yeah. and it's just funny that that kind of thing both happened at mm-hmm. the hands of Lesnar to yep. the top guy um,
2: right uh, how would you rate this enjoyment for this match I would probably give her a
3: 4.5 I would give it, yeah at least a 4 for me um, for enjoyment it that is definitely accomplished what um, you know it set out to do which was make Lesnar look unstoppable and again protected his win over The Undertaker because of how he manhandled Cena mm-hmm. um, which is what they needed to do I kind of before the, the match um, you know wasn't so sure if they would actually do that but it was refreshing to see that mm-hmm. um, in terms of it being a, a good wrestling match no but it didn't it a spectacle. It didn't need to be a wrestling match. No. Um, it was a fight. It was a fight. Because that's what Lesnar yeah. is now. He's a fighter. And uh, Cena got destroyed. He got destroyed for the first they, time they, in a they long time. They literally made Cena yeah. look like a piece of crap. Yeah. And that is something. And, um, so then you see, to me, not to go off on a big tangent here, but then what does that make a Bray Wyatt look like? Who could barely... Get a victory over Cena. I know. You know? I know. And then Cena gets mowed down by someone in like two minutes, and you know, it's just, it's weird. But, but at
2: the end of the day, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Because because and if it all
3: culminates in Lesnar versus Reigns at some point down the line, yes. with Lesnar ultimately putting Roman Reigns over it, then maybe the streak being broken was a good thing. Because exactly. Roman Reigns will have then beat someone who broke the streak who defeated John Cena in the fashion that he did and who knows what oh, other guys who are going to follow else between be, yeah. now and then and um, then you'll make a star out of Roman Reigns yeah. and that will be worth it in the end which I think this is all designed yeah. to do uh, overall rating on the pay-per-view I will probably go for an 8 we're going to 10 yeah. yes um, I would say 8.5 for Me, I really, so enjoyed really, really, the good. Event. yeah, really, money really, well really spent. It was a really good show. Yeah. You don't mind spending the money when they bring sort of stuff, loads of title and changes. Change. And it was quite <clears> funny <throat> that someone posted on
2: Twitter: uh, horrible build-up to a pay-per-view equals fantastic pay-per-view,
3: really good build-up to a pay-per-view yeah. equals horrible and pay-per-view. Sometimes and that just certainly works. was the case for this. Sometimes it just works like that, where what's actually happening in the ring is enough mm-hmm. to you know get by with the fans, and that was kind of the case last night. Exactly, but uh, it has me
2: very, very excited for tonight's Monday Night Raw yep. and where things are going. Um, I think we'll we'll talk about one final thing, and uh, that is where SummerSlam
3: 2015 is going to be. That's right. New York, New Jersey. New York, New Jersey, which of course was how they kind of uh, announced WrestleMania 29. As um, New York, New Jersey, so obviously people are... You know, coming up with the theories about where it's going to be, and for me, if I was guessing, I would probably say you know the Garden for the pay per view, and then the izode, um or the Prudential, is it uh, um, for Raw? But you were also saying there was a rumor that there's an outside stadium, a smaller
2: outside stadium, apparently. Um, but I think I think logically, it'll more than likely either be. MSG for the pay-per-view or one of the arenas for on Smackdown yep. or vice versa. Yep. I IZOD for pay-per-view and Prudential or something yep. for the Raw. Because I've done Raw many times. Because the thing is the you're billing it as New York, New Jersey. There's going to be some sort of crossover here. Oh, yeah. The reason the build-up for um, WrestleMania was New York, New Jersey was because obviously Hall of Fame happened in Madison Square Garden so that was your New York part. Uh, the fans were based in New York Yep, and the MetLife and Raw was in New Jersey uh, having to go through the lovely place of Secaucus Uh, we loved a bit of Secaucus (laughs) Um, Uh. but I think a lot of people we know are going to end up going to that
3: Um, I don't think that's going to be the case for us no because we still have our sights more set on trying to get to California Because we've always wanted to do the West Coast. Well, I certainly have. One more roll of the dice. uh, One more roll of the dice. So we'll see where that takes us. But But um, it'll just be us two. It'll just be us two. It'll be really. We've been dumped. Strange. Um, But But I kind of think in my mind, you know, I can't pass up the opportunity to go to California and potentially potentially see Sting in a match. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if it ever is going to happen, they'll Mm -hmm. pull the trigger on California. But I think, see, the thing is, I think. See, this time for us
2: is the wrestling is actually just a bonus. Yeah, it's the fact of West Coast. Yeah, you know, what we've done the last two times Mm -hmm. has been I'm not going to say fleeting visits, but shorter than they should have been. In at New York, we, we were there for a wee bit. We didn't
3: take full advantage of where we our were. Trip. Yes, it was very much oh we're here for like five days we're here for the wrestling. Wrestling and then gone. Where you're like you feel to I think sometimes stop and be like whereas we're, a few more we're days, in New York here. You know, there's a few more days in like some New
2: Orleans. We might have appreciated yeah. a wee bit more exactly. or something like that. Um, um, whereas this time our plans are go for two weeks. Go for two weeks and enjoy see it. a bit of the west coast see a bit of the west coast see San Fran do other stuff do LA visit um, the theme parks go to a few sporting events yep. all that sort of stuff have a really really good yep.
3: time it's you know killing a lot of a birds, birds with a lot of you birds. know one stone yes. really. um, which I think there will be plenty of birds as and well and really you know, <laughs> for, yeah, for the leg of us you know who are travelling from such a far distance I think you know you owe it to yourself I, think, I, don't think I, could take, I don't think I could take an 11 hour flight no. to San Francisco just to spend yeah. 4 or 5 days yeah. you need to justify travelling that far um, which is hopefully what we will do if we end up going but the fact is that there's so
2: much in your the palm of your hand in California to do is yep. the, a big part of it as well yep. the wrestling is as I said a bonus Yeah. Um, but no doubt you'll get updates about that in the future oh yes um, because fingers crossed, sometime in the next week or two, they will finally solidify. Even What's tonight, ho- even tonight, hopefully yeah. on Raw. You never know;
3: there could be an advertisement tonight. Because that tells us when everything's going on sale. Because there was already rumors of the pre-sale code being San Jose. Mm-hmm. As long as, <laughs> as long as it's not through Ticketmaster. As yeah, let's hope. Um, we usually we could... it's through the website though, yeah. isn't it? Um, but.
2: You'll be getting updates about that, but that's going to do it for this show, everybody. Um, hope you have enjoyed our review of Summerslam. Um, we have went a quite amount of time; we're around the one minute, ten minute well, mark. Just going well, to, <laughs> to show you that whenever there's a good show, it's worth talking about. Worth talking about, exactly. Um, so yes, hope you've enjoyed, everybody. I've been Alan Price. He has been Chris Hill. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, alangwprice. Uh, he is at Red 1990 You can follow Retroshock on Twitter at Retroshock316. Uh, you can email me, Alan Price at OperationRetroshock.co.uk. Um, like we said at the start of the show, uh, fingers crossed the next show coming to you within hopefully the next two weeks or so. Uh, I don't think it uh, will go over the two weeks this time. We are, we're only a couple of days over the two weeks bracket yep, this time. We've actually done fairly well. But that's because we wanted to talk about SummerSlam. So. Um and again, because I took a bit longer with The Last of Us than I planned. And of course um, we need to have The
3: Last of Us expert with us as well. Exactly. <laughs> I think
2: we would not be forgiven at all if no. Mickey was not here for The Last of Us discussion. So more than likely, uh, the next one will be our discussion of The uh, the Last of Us Remastered, our experiences of uh, what the game was like on the PS4 And, uh, yeah, so look out for that in your feeds in the next fortnight or so. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed uh, SummerSlam if you watched it. And uh, we'll
3: see you next time. See you next time, guys.